Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here. Uh, before the intro music starts, wanted to uh, clue you in that this is a revisited topic actually from uh, podcast number 80, uh, which I did this top 10 list of things that require zero talent. Uh, that one I did on my own. Uh, today is with a special guest, a longtime guest, a very good friend, Dr. Jeff Lipp. Uh, so getting his impression and then the conversation we have after uh, definitely was a little bit different than podcast number 80. So uh, sit back, enjoy, uh, go back to listen number 82 and get my you know my thoughts uh, almost a year ago uh, as far as this top 10 list because things have changed, right, as far as my examples and the way I'm thinking and doing things. So uh, sit back and enjoy um, this revisited topic and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Hey everybody, Coach John Daly here back again, TGI Flippin' Friday. It is uh, Friday, November 16th, 2018. Welcome to the show with Dr. Jeff Lipp is back in the house. Haven't had him on in a while and uh, just definitely wanted to get reconnected. So good morning, Dr. Jeff Lipp. How are you? Daily Friday, my good friend. <laughs> I'm doing it is. great. I'm doing fantastic. It's a little switch up on our normal daily Fridays. We're here really early in the morning here in Michigan time. It is quite early, honestly. But still great content. Still your happy face in the morning. It's a good change for me. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, you know what? Um, even, you know, I left about 15 minutes earlier than normal. Traffic was so much better. Even in that 15 minutes, I'm telling you. I it's like amazing it. how many people just don't get up early, you know? Yep. I'm good with that because I, I do love my mornings. Got my coffee here and everything's good. Hey, wanted to throw something out to everybody today and get Jeff's perspective on this uh, 10 things that require zero talent. And I've talked about these things before, um, but I'm definitely looking at uh, a different point of view uh, from Dr. Lip, his experiences, the counseling, his podcast, um, everything that he's been through. So I'm definitely looking forward to just hearing your thoughts on, on this list. Sound good? I'm so pumped, honestly. I really am pumped. Fired up. Well, you've already worked out, too, so that's why. <laughs> He's a good man. All right, first one is being on time. And look at us here at this time in the morning. Being on time requires zero talent. What are your thoughts? It's essential, honestly. If you ever think about this, I look at this particular perspective. Let's say you go out to dinner with a friend, and you're the one who's there first, and you're literally waiting for that friend. When that friend finally arrives, it could be 15, 20 minutes late sometimes. Honestly, mm. some people run at different times. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, really frustrated. I really am. And I don't know how you feel about that, John, but I, I really do get frustrated sometimes because, you know, people can make an effort to get to places on time. It's a choice that they get there late sometimes. Mm -hmm. Emergencies happen. I do understand that. But you budget in that time a little bit if that particular event is very important to you. Think about it if you did that to work every single day, if you were late every single day. That would be very frustrating to your employee, uh, employer. And then in addition to that, I don't think you'd be employed for very long being late every single day. Amen. So in many ways, when I look at that being on time, it takes effort just to get on time. And a lot of the things we're going to go over, the E word is very important, effort. You control the amount of effort you want to give to anything. So the fact is, as long as you try to show up on time, you're showing effort and good faith, and then you're making someone else feel better. So I'm very empathetic to people that can't get to places on time because I myself, I'm habitually you know, problematic to that particular extent too, but then when I realize that things are very important and then other people are really honestly relying on me, I make that more of a priority in my life. 
But you got to make that a priority. You got to choose to want to put that effort in to get to someplace on time. Mm, good, couple good points here. I think when other people are relying on us, mm-hmm. we're more uh, cognizant of the thought of man, I got to get there. Whereas if hey, I'm going to go work out after work, I'm using me as an example. Oh, something else came up. Not, you know, oh, right. I get there, and you get there when you get there. Sometimes when it's just you, I, I hit my students with this all the time. When first couple of days of class, where um, you know we go through the syllabus and the parent letter and all that. Being on time is such a, a powerful message to others because you can, you can do that and people will notice whether you're on time or whether you're late. They may not say anything. You may not think they know, but they know. People know. You know, when you tell your parents, yeah, I'll be home at 1130 and it's 1145, you know, you, you break trust. And that's a big thing with time, too. Um, I, I tell my students with the tardies, nobody comes in, you know, tardy drawing attention to themselves. They try to sneak in the room, you know. And That's it's, a very good point. They don't, hey, Mr. I'm tardy. Give me a tea, you know. Good to see you. They're trying to sneak in the room. Right. But other people do notice. And whether it's at work, going to church, a date, your parents, like you said, dinner, people notice. And it says something about you when you're not on time. Our good friend Louis Parrish, big shout out to Louis. He talks about um, being early is to be on time. Being on time is to be late. And be late is unforgiven. Mm. You know, and he, I remember that saying that uh, he talked about with, with the kids. Um, in today's world, granted, there there are definitely things that come up, but um, when you have the it, when you have the bigger relationship and the, and the more important relationship, I think time is a great indicator of how much you value that relationship. And so, being in time, I think, is huge. I love that, and to like you know piggyback on that just for a little bit longer. You know, we, you and I have talked about this several times, and I mentioned it in my podcast before. Time is the most precious gift that you have in life. Because that's what we have. So, honestly, like, as I become older, I realize how much more time has become a true asset, a true gift. And so when you realize that and you truly embrace that, you try to get to places on time. And honestly, I've never heard anyone complain about, man, you get here on time all the time. You know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's right. That never happens, honestly. So, I mean, if you really want to change things up, do something different and then you know show up on time is that 100% difference that you can definitely make that has a little impact but a much larger impact in your character and who you are mm, love that good stuff man hey number two says work ethic things that require zero talent work ethic what are your thoughts it's 100% important I mean I'll, I know all these points are going to be important but the fact that the matter is with this one specifically is that you know you're given a lot of tasks and you have responsibilities to do if you're organized and you want to, you know, really develop and become better at your craft or whatever that may be, you got to put in the work. You got to honestly put in the hard work to be successful. If you look at any particular athlete, they put in the hard work to be more successful. Mm-hmm. As a professional, I got to do the same thing. I mean, my goodness, we are here <laughs> before honestly any other people are in this particular building, and because we're here because we believe that these things are important. When you put in the time and the work ethic to go ahead and do that and to really put in the hard work. It shows dividends into what you might want to do down the road. And once again, it builds this like kind of routine. And I think that's the most important part behind going through all these 10 particular pieces is that particular routine. When you get into a habit of something and you develop it into your routine, it becomes almost like, you know, just second nature. And when you get good at it, you realize how important that routine becomes. But that's the importance of organization. Anyone that's organized can honestly say that they have success in any particular profession that they do mm. because they stick to that organizational routine. That's 
good, good stuff. And, and the work ethic, I think, um, ties into you being passionate about what you do. Absolutely. If you know, I, th- I look back, and the thought just popped in my head about um, there's been a couple jobs growing up that I didn't really care for too much, mm-hmm. um, and I was very cognizant of the thought of what time am I supposed to be there? That's when I'm getting there. <laughs> there's no early, you know, in, right. in that. You know, I worked at an ice factory uh, yeah. for a few months uh, in high school. It was in Detroit, and you know, a couple of buddies. We got rides down there, and uh, it wasn't a fun thing. Right. I mean, you know, uh, and I just remember, you know, thinking about when the clock ended, getting out of there. I did my job. I, I worked hard, but at the same time, I'd look at here. I, I enjoy coming. I get here early. I love mornings. I will put more in, you know. But that work ethic ties into number three of effort, and the passion of what you do, the habits you create, like you're saying. Effort is one thing you already mentioned it with number one. It's directly under our control. We right. can't blame anybody else. So touch upon that effort a little bit deeper. Effort and attitude are the two things that I tell students and people that I work with consistently that you have the control over. Mm. People in life, really, especially in my particular profession, what they struggle with is the pain that they're going through. Whatever that may situation may be, the chaos that is developed, and then all of a sudden the pain that's associated with that particular chaos. My job is to help relieve some of that particular mental health pain. Mm. But the thing of the matter is, is that when they understand that you only have control of so many things, right, and your effort and your attitude is how you want to control the things that you do truly want to control, you open up a different perspective. But you got to honestly buy into that to see the fact that, listen, your effort and your attitude are the two things that you can control and you want to really control it. Control it. Start right now. And I mentioned this a hundred times, and I think I mentioned this, you know, several podcasts ago with, you know, Coach T.I. and yourself, too. It's about building that foundation for yourself. If you have a good, solid house that's built on effort and attitude, with positive attitude, great effort, your solid foundation of your house will be, like, built. It will never crumble. And that's, that's the essence of a good foundation. So if you start with the foundation of a house, a foundation of a person is, listen, how much effort can I give to something? And how much positive attitude can I bring to it? Mm. Your mindset, your attitude, everything is just uplifted tenfold. You know, I was going to actually ask you that back. I was going to reflect that back to you. When was it in your mind, in your perspective, that you started coming in early as an educator? Because honestly, John, there's nobody in this building right now. When was that mindset for you? Why did you choose that, I guess? You know what? Um, I've always been like this, and and I blame my dad uh, (laughs) from the standpoint of him getting me up when I was a baby uh, he was working, you know, at Ford and going to night school to get to finish off his uh, his uh, bachelor's degree. And uh, the only time he could see me is early in the morning before he left. It's powerful. And so he woke me up. And um, I never knew that about you. That's really powerful. <laughs> no, seriously, that's really good because I think it's installed in you right now as nature. And I think utilizing every single second of your twenty four hours within the day yeah. is essential. Yeah. And so that's the you know you tie it into something personal. And I think that's what a lot of things become down to is that. When you look at the passion and what you associate personally, you know that's where your effort flows and that's where your attitude flows and really that's where you harness all your energy. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be successful, tie into something personally and make it more positive. Every every negative has a positive to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough to see it sometimes because there's a storm that you're in when you're going through the negative crap, whatever you're going through. But there is so much positive on the other side waiting for you if you're willing to understand and listen and like honestly kind of like work with work through it and just get there with a good attitude and with good effort yeah that whole uh, work effort work ethic effort uh i remember you know the house i grew up in 
my bedroom was kind of next to the garage. Upstairs in the garage was right to right to the side. But I remember every morning hearing the garage door open at, you know, 5.30, 5.40 my, when my dad was leaving. You know, he was an early riser, went after it, got down there early, started work. And I asked him as I got older, why do you go in so early? And he said, I just find that when no one's around, I can get the most work done and get going on my day. And my dad is not a very detailed person, as I'm not either. You know, that's why I married my wife. She's definitely more detailed <laughs> than I am. But I learned that work, eff- work ethic and effort from him. Um, and I think about it every morning as I'm walking out the house. That's awesome. I remember remember his uh, example with that. Well, you touched upon number six of attitude. And we talk about this with our basketball team all the time. Effort and attitude are the two things you can directly control no matter what happens. Uh, and it, it's tough because there's so many things in today's world. Like you talked about, uh, you're, you're the uh, mental health helper with so many people, not just right. students, but plenty of staff here too. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, but to- so many things in today's world um, ding or chink this armor of ours mm-hmm. with effort and attitude especially. So I love how you brought that point up. How about body language? It's huge. Isn't that something where this happened to me um, in our meeting Wednesday, uh, our PLC department meetings and stuff, and I was sitting there, and a couple people asked me, you know, are you okay? And I, inside I was like, I was a little miffed at some stuff, and but I guess I was showing it because they could tell the way my body language was. And it got me thinking of, like, John, what are you doing? You're giving off this impression that you're ticked off at the world or something's really wrong or, you know, and that body language we talk about a lot. So your thoughts? It's huge, especially in my profession, what I specifically do. And I'm training counselors to be better at understanding their own body language with mm-hmm. their clients. So an acronym that I give, which is used in our profession quite a bit, is SOLAR. So you're square, you're open, you're leaning, you're engaged, and you're relaxed. When you are SOLAR with your client, your client is more off to open up their story with you. That's mm. important. It's huge because you have to create that relationship. Once again, I, I'm referencing this several times again. The Heart and Soul of Change is a fantastic book if you ever want to change. The relationship between you and a client, no matter what the particular type of profession that we're working in, is 30% of change. So if I have a good relationship with someone, it's essential to their change. And that is like the, it's so important, I can't even stress that enough, but really, SOLAR, I think, is a good acronym to use because that body language tells you a lot. I mean, your clients, when they walk in or your students walk in, if you don't want to be there, they can read it instantaneously. And you and I talked about that before we even started this podcast today. It is so true. And, you know, people can recognize other people. And it's just, it's a fact of life. Mm -hmm. But if you are giving up this positive energy, that positive energy will come back to you 100%. But you've got to be willing to start taking that first step forward and just you know diving into that positive energy, that positive attitude, that positive effort first. That's awesome. Yeah, the body language I always think about when I'm standing there with my arms crossed. Right. How unapproachable I look sometimes. Whether right. it's at basketball practice or coming into the classroom, I definitely try not to have that. Um, but there's definitely some things that uh, I need to remind myself of that. And I'm going to start calling you Superman because the way we have this set up right here, um, Dr. Lip is sitting across from me. I have my computer in front of me with this this uh, little picture that we're going off this list. He must be able to see through the computer, okay, because no. he just brought up the next point about energy. You know, and you already talked about attitude. That's further down the list. It's And his point is all these things are definitely tied in together. So your energy, I know you get your energy um, from working out, from taking care of yourself, from getting enough sleep, which a lot of times doesn't happen for you. 
And it's noticeable when you don't have those energy um, items that are just building it, where the things you've been through and what you're going uh, doing dealing with uh, takes away your energy sometimes. So talk about energy and how, how important it is to refuel. It's essential. And let me reference this back to something that we've always talked about consistently. And I don't mean to keep bringing these things up, but it's relevant to these particular points. As a mental health professional and working with people in general, I always tell them, where are you taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually? You know, I was just working with a young man yesterday, and him and I were sitting down, we were talking about some things. And he, every question I asked him, and I had my friendship hat on, I didn't have my counseling hat. And I, and I actually blogged about this specifically because it's very important. As a mental health professional, people know that I'm a guidance counselor, so they want to sit there and they want to access my counseling skills right there and then. And to be fact, to be really honest, ethically, I'm not supposed to sit there and counsel my friends and my family. I don't do that. But as a friend, I'm always going to listen. I'm always going to reflect. I'm always going to, you know, just listen to essentially what you're what you're struggling with. Mm. And at the end of this, I put my friendship hat back on, and I said to him, I go, listen, and this is my advice. That's why I separated from a counseling session as opposed to friendship. I go... What you're telling me is you're obviously you're still upset about the situation and it seems like you're blaming the other person consistently. Where in that whole story that you told me are you taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually? Mm. And mm. he must have sat there and for like a whole two minutes and nothing was said. And I, I was not gonna say anything back and this wasn't a counseling session. I sit in the silence when I ask a question like that. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're not doing anything and you have an answer for everything, great. That's fantastic. Where's the action taking place that you're really working on yourself? Because at the end of the day, it goes back to the control. Who can you honestly control? No one except mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. truthfully. And that is the case. So when people are confronted with that idea of like, you know, this person did me wrong or this person did this to me. The fact that the matter is, what are you doing to change yourself? Because you can't change that other person. And if you want to blame them, that's fine. I'm not choosing you how to make your decision. But the fact is, what are you doing about it yourself to actually take action? So for me, going back to this whole thing, energy is all predicated in those three areas for me. So either mentally, spiritually, or physically, I'm doing something almost every single day to kind of realign myself to make sure my energy is going in the correct direction. So last night, after that conversation with him, and he, at the end of the day, he didn't have any answer for anything, but he did tell me he was going to start doing some things to make action take place in all three of those mm-hmm. areas. I even invited him to go to church with me on Sunday. But I prayed for him. That's exactly what I did. And for me, spiritually, to pray for someone else helps me. Mm-hmm. And not only am I praying for him, but it helps me. And my energy was reconnected to myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is how much of a better person I am years ago than I was today. I mean, this takes practice. This is this does not happen overnight. And you know, I'm I'm approaching almost one year into my podcast. It's it's going to be. It's not my 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 blog. My podcast actually rolled out in February of 2018. I'm approaching that. And when I look back at some of the content I've been doing, and I've been blogging since February 1st of 2018, I look at some of these blogs. I'm like, man, this is crazy. I can't believe my mindset was there. But like, I've improved dramatically every single day and once again it's practicing that gratitude attitude Mm. every single day when you blog about specifically owning something every single day that you're thankful for you've literally built in an attitude of gratitude in your routine it's just amazing and a lot of people it takes work to do that right it really does because the time and that's what people talk to me about all the time i don't have time i don't have time well if you don't have time okay 
How do you want to change? Because I can't help you if you can't build that in and make it a priority for yourself. So, well, yeah, we, I mean, we all got the same 24 hours in a day. Right. Right. And I think um, the point you brought up about mental, spiritual, physical, right? Your friend, we, he doesn't think about that. Most of us don't stop and think about those, how all three are interconnected, you know? And it is very important. And it is one of those things, uh, our buddy Sam Crowley, um, who Jeff and I, we had a great time with him almost, you know, 13 months ago uh, down in Atlanta. It was very, very fun to talk about a life-changing moment for Jeff. Um, Absolutely. Dropping that pen and figuring out, man, <laughs> I am old. This is fired up. I can do this. Uh, but he talked about um, uh, where focus goes, energy flows. Absolutely. And focus is number seven on this list. Um, so whatever you're focusing on, that mindset, whether it's um, music, and I see kids walking around, and adults too, with the, with the headphones in more and more, kind of shut off from the world. Uh, and sometimes you can hear them singing. And sometimes you can, at the gym sometimes, when I notice people got their headphones in, which I do too, I'm listening to podcasts, but I can tell people are listening to music. And they got, they're, they're getting psyched up and they're doing, and you just, that has an effect. Whatever you're focusing in on, that's where your energy is going. And if it's something not positive, it's something that, uh, is creating fear and doubt and anger and you're starting to judge people and, and gratitude slipping out the back door and you're not thinking about that, your energy definitely goes in a different direction and, and kind of diminishes. So that focus is a huge point. I'm glad you brought that up too. Uh, we've already talked about attitude. How about being coachable? Number eight, being coachable has nothing to do with sports, right? Being coachable, uh, I've been trying to be coachable for, God, ever since I can remember of uh, taking people's advice and um, you know, you're asking about the time factor of getting here early. Bill Deckard, who was a good friend of mine, uh, worked here for forever, a friend, a mentor. Um, he got here 6.30, quarter to 7, and he would always tell me, getting here early sets the day off because not only can you catch up, take care of stuff, but you set your day in motion. Instead of walking in, I could never do this. And when, you know, there's been a few instances where I'm late or something happens with the car or something, and I'm walking in with the kids, oh, my God, my whole day goes in a different direction that I wasn't planning on, and it is shot. And so the whole thing about being coachable, I know you are. It's it's amazing to watch your your growth in this. What are your thoughts on that? So the first thing, and this is the truth, two people came right in my mind instantaneously. The first one is Jeremy Todd. Love some Jeremy Todd, man. If you guys have not checked out the Positive (laughs) Side podcast, check out Jeremy Todd's. You got to. I mean, big shout out to Jeremy Todd. And real quick, I, I just want to reference this too. Jeremy did a podcast, and he's been interviewing some people lately on his show, too. His podcast, once again, is called The Positive Side. And in that particular person, what he mentioned was moments in time. Mm. And moments in time where you have a specific patterns that you can choose this, and this will instantaneously choose and just, like, switch your life right away. You know, you make this decision, it's going to impact you for the next years to come, okay? Those are moments in time decisions, basically. And that really impacted me. And I blogged about this, and I thank Jeremy for that, too. But Jeremy has been doing a lot of this stuff, and he talks about he's a he's a he's a life coach basically, and he's an inner motivational coach, and speaker, entrepreneur, everything of that nature. But Jeremy, in my opinion, is one of the most coachable people, and I model that too. And you know, mm-hmm. he's willing to put that stuff out there, and people gravitate towards him. And I kind of adopted that same thing: just put out good content, people will find you consistently. And I think he learned that truthfully from Sam. And when I reference that back, I think about what I've done for other people, and I think of Trisha Miller instantaneously. Trisha rolled out her podcast. She's five episodes in, and you know she has got a village of people that she calls in her network 
that are just these educators, these entrepreneurs, these life coaches, whatever you want to do, they create, they create great content too. All these people, including myself and you, we had to be coachable in order to get to those particular moments. So when I, when I think about that, I really just model what other people have done. If you're willing to take that feedback and just, you know, honestly, and I'm just going to say this, shut up and listen. You mm -hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Just yes. shut up and listen. Yes. And when you shut up and listen and you truly take in what people are trying to tell you because they've been through that journey before, that's a skill set. That's a skill set because, honestly, people are really stuck in their routines. So when they actually want to be growing, they got to, like, just sit, sit down, listen to what someone else says to them, and just take it all in, you know? And that's the most important part, and that, it truly is. But, you know, and once again, it goes back to that relationship between you and a coach. you got to be willing to trust that coach enough to actually follow through and just shut up and listen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it really, once again, is just really, do you really want to be coached? Do you really want to change? Because at the end of the day, that's the true question. If you don't want to change, then continue to do whatever you want. That's fine. Yep. But if you do want to change, then you got to get someone or some role models that you can learn from and grow with and then help you. Amen. That's powerful. I, you mentioned Trisha and, and the network that she has around her, uh, the network that we have around us. Those people that are coaching us, that are coaching Trisha, that are coaching Jeremy, you build these relationships with people so that when you're taking advice and you're listening and you're shutting up and listening, I love that point, uh, you know that they have your uh, your growth in mind. They, they They do not want to cause you Your harm. best interests. Absolutely. The best interests of you because they care. And, and I look at our coaching staff at, at Dakota with our basketball team, I hope, they, I hope the players get that because, you know, that's what we bring. That's number one on our list as far as, you know, we, we care about these kids. It's number one on my list when I'm talking to my students. You know, that's the only reason that I come in, you know, early. It's for them. I got, you know, when I'm working on stuff and preparing lessons and grading, I want to give them feedback right away. I want to get these things caught up. I'm, I feel bad if I don't get stuff graded within a day or two. Right. Because these kids are asking me and they're worried. Their right. parents are checking grades, right? <laughs> So if you have people around you that care about you, those are the things you can listen to. Um, but there's articles. There's other podcasts. Jeff's reading all the time. He's listening to podcasts all the time. I'm trying to do that too. Those things about being coachable is that you don't know everything. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And, and as soon as you figure that out and just accept that and you keep striving for more and keep looking to get better, that it's been something that I've been thinking about um, a lot. Lately, and but over the last you know probably twenty years, I want to keep learning right to the last day. I'm I'm alive. I want to be picking up new things, reading things, and talking to people, and just just always learning because I just think that's one of the biggest things about life as far as getting up every day and getting after things. You have to be learning every day, otherwise you're dead, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely. That change is there all the time. Doing extra. We're almost done here. Doing extra. You know, uh, I was reading Brian Tracy's book, um, No Excuses, and he talked about in there about. Hey, going the extra mile, we hear that all the time. How about go the extra five miles? Like, take it up a notch it. or two. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, you know. The, the mindset of today's um, workforce sometimes can be, hey, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. That's all I'm going to do. You know, how, how many times have you gone to a store? Hey, can you help me? I need help with, oh, it's not my department. And not only do they say that's not my department, they don't even say, well, let me go get Joe. Sure. It's his department. Let me go help you. 100%. Or I'll get somebody for yeah. you. Sometimes they don't even go that far. Absolutely. The extra mile, I think, goes so uh, so far in, in whatever you're doing. I don't care what job, career you have, what family, right? In your family, going the extra mile, that doing extra 
is huge. Now, I know you do this. I know you preach this. And I know you got this from uh, your parents, right, especially your dad. Absolutely. You know, but that that's a great thing to follow. What do you think? Well, that's 100% accurate. I mean, that's literally what I'm doing right now. It's that I'm bringing work home. And right now, my personal situation in my life, you know, it's me and my dog, you know. And I do have the time to go ahead and take care of that. Mm. So for me, it is the extra mile putting in professionally what I need to do. But once again, that goes back to me personally, too. How am I taking care of myself in those three areas again? How am I going the extra mile in my own self trying to take care of myself? Because when I do that, then I'm going to have better relationships with other people. Mm. And then I'm willing to give to other people then. So you got to... You gotta do that every once in a while, but remember, it's once again, it ties into greatly. Where does all your energy flow? You know, and for me, it's really just kind of giving right now. That's my mindset right mm. now, just to give and be grateful. Wow. I, I was gonna reflect that back to you. When was the last time that you felt like you went the extra mile? Uh, probably yesterday. Yeah. So. Uh, whether it was here at school, definitely. Uh, it wasn't school. Somebody came in and we were talking, and they needed help. Um, and I kind of put down my thing that I was doing, sure. right, uh, for the student, and uh, didn't think twice about it. That's great. D- didn't get ticked off. Oh crap! I really wanted to get this done. You know what? It'll get done later. Um, you know, it happens in practice all the time too. Just extra conversations, and uh, it happens at home. Last night, <laughs> my wife was like, "I'm kind of cold. I'm like, can you rub my feet?" And she loves that. It's just a the relaxing thing is just unbelievable for her. And in my mind, I'm like, God, I just want to get a couple of things, grades done, you know. I looked on the uh, the list of things I had to get graded. It was up to 96 or something like that. And I'm like, hey, no problem. And so I, you know, rubbed her feet, and she just appreciated it because I know she's working her tail off. I mean, she's busting her butt. And, uh, but just going the extra mile, I think, is one of those things, I guess, it just gets built into you. you and I'm just going to reflect real quick. Both the situations that you mentioned, you probably create a better relationship with those two people by just doing that extra yeah. mile thing for them. Mm. And I'm going to stress this real fast because I can't stop laughing, honestly. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a video camera because when you were talking about your wife's feet getting rubbed and you stressed, she loves that. You know, So it's just so funny. I just thought that was hilarious, my friend. That is one of her love languages. <laughs> you know, we talk about the five physical love touch, languages. Right. Physical Absolutely. touch, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so me remembering that, not being a doofus, and forgetting about it, you know, it really helps. The last one's being prepared, and, and that's the other reason I get in here early. If you look at all ten of these things that require zero talent, they're all tied in. They're all, you know, success leaves clues. You guys, it's all over the place. Whether you watch, listen to other people, that just clues are out there all over the place. You got to be willing to pick them up. So being prepared, you know, what's the old saying about, you know, when you uh, prepare not to fail or prepare? Oh man, know. I'm losing it now. I need more coffee. <laughs> If you don't, don't pre- if you don't prepare, you're you're pre- you are preparing to fail. Something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing and butchering the heck out of it. Uh, but being prepared is just hate being in the dark. Hate being um, on the edge. Uh, you know, when you got other people depending on you, uh, you don't want to wing it too much. You don't right. want to just kind of throw mud on the wall and hope something <laughs> sticks. You know, uh, and like Jeff has talked about before, kids see that. They see through that if you're not right. prepared. So being prepared, I know you are, Jeff, and that's the other reason you get here early. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Real, Real quick, quick, and you know, Sam mentioned this, and you know, give credit to Sam. You know, done is the new perfect. Mm. Right? So mm. really, anytime that you do anything and you complete it, it's perfect, honestly. And for people that are trying to be more successful, and I think that this is what this really is about. You know, more than anything is that. And big shout out to Zach. Uh, his podcast it will be rolling out on Monday. We talked about this particular topic. 
uh, about a couple of nights ago in regards to success. Mm. But on my show, so I mean, you guys want to check out that? That's going to be kind of interesting. He talks about how being successful and the importance of success in real estate. It's really, it's really fascinating. But real big shout out to Zach, real quick, because when you're trying to be more successful, you're trying to do it everything perfect, and it's like really difficult, mm. honestly. And so when you just take Sam's concept and just listen, did you just do it? Did you attempt it? Because you learn a lot through failure than you do success. Yes. You know? So, but you got to go ahead and willing to go step into that vulnerability and just go ahead and embrace that and then boom, there you go. Then you've done it. It's done. It's perfect. It really is. It may not be 100% awesome the way you might want to do it, but then that's the learning process that takes place on how to be successful. Mm. You got to learn from all the failures and the trial and error and then keep growing as a person and be willing to embrace that and just don't worry about the judgment that comes from it because decisions are always going to be made and you can't please everybody but mm-hmm. if you're okay with how you're making your decisions that's great that is fired up man absolutely dr lip throwing knowledge and success nuggets around like they're candy <laughs> on a friday that's fantastic Thank you, Jeff, so much for coming in early and uh, this is starting what we my do, day. Brother. This like, is this is, uh, I think, our twelfth daily Friday, man. So I, I, I love keep it. Track man. of this. Well, I just do. These are important things to me, my they friend. Are. And I'm going to end up blogging about this stuff anyway, too. So I'll promote your blog, this particular podcast, on my blog. So if you want to check that out, I know you you know go through your different media channels too. But just a small plug. Go to jefflip.com, check out my blogs on there specifically, and then you'll see me blogging about John. I blogged about John. I don't know how many countless of times I blogged about John, but that's how grateful I am for certain people in my life, and he is definitely one of them. So, you know, once again, it's it's consistently practicing these things in your life. You have to do these things. And for me, blogging every day is my refocus to be a better person. That's so that's what I try to do. Well, you have a big effect on people around here, including myself and uh just so glad things have worked out to where you're back, uh, making a difference better than ever. And I love the the fact that you're trying to improve always, and you're trying to bring as many people with you as possible in that self improvement area, which is just fantastic. So Still praying you. every night for everybody, honestly, thank because you. it's it's not yet perfect for me yet, and I'm still transitioning everything. But more I can just tell you is that I just try to the best version of myself that mm. I can possibly be. And for some for people, for me. That's all I can do. And yep. so that's what I always try to do. And, you know, there comes a point where I'm like, I can only give so much. Yes. You know, so I try my best. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. I love you, man. Thank you love so me much. Too, brother. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. All right, you guys, hope that helped you uh, wrapping up a week or whenever you listen to this. Uh, find me over on Facebook at Coach to Expect Success, over on Twitter at Coach to Success, and uh, Instagram, Coach John Daly. And of course, on my website, Coach to Expect Success.com. Uh, definitely blogging over there a little bit more so you can check that out. Uh, on the homepage, that's where you can get in touch with me. Leave me a comment, uh, reach out, ask me a question, just uh, let me know what you need. And then also my top 26 book list, which I'm going to be adding some to that soon. So keep reading, keep looking to get better, keep helping each other and yourselves out there, you guys. Thanks again, and have a great weekend, and we'll talk again soon. See you.